0: and uh, i'm david and i have with me thomas hello Thomas. hi hi how are you i am fine i'm fine thomas Um, yeah today's topic uh, actually the episode doesn't have any title oh yeah we forgot uh, (laughs) uh, the topic itself is uh, our complexity right so meaning complexity classes and stuff like this Uh, so in the sense of Our time complexity more or less, right? Uh, But uh, maybe we can start with this. Um, What is
1: the difference or what is complexity actually from your point of view? So complexity, well, you already touched on time complexity, right? So complexity is sort of seen in terms of how much time an algorithm takes and how much space an algorithm occupies, right? Space might be disk space, memory space, everything that is space. And time is also self-explanatory, right? Uh, So there's time and space complexity. And uh, obviously how long something takes depends on how powerful your computer is. So we're not interested in seconds or minutes, but we are interested in if what happens if we increase the amount of uh, pressure on an algorithm, right? So if we have 10 users on a system, what happens if we have 100 users or a million users, right? So if we double the amount of users, does everything then take twice as long or 10 times as long or not any longer at all, right? Similar for storage consideration, right? If we perform an algorithm of any kind, searching something, finding something, how much disk space do we need? How much RAM do we need? And if we double the amount of data, do we need double the storage or or, or how much more?
0: Yeah, so, so in, a, in a sense, it is about uh, how much the uh, uh, either the compute, for time complexity needs to scale, right? Uh, hmm. with the with the amount of data, or how much the the space or or storage space or needs to scale with the with the amount of data, let's say to to be yep. processed, uh, right? Uh, yeah, I
1: think that's a good summary. Yeah, yeah
0: i guess it's actually funny i just looked it up (laughs) in the dictionary right um so what is this the cambridge Cambridge dictionary is saying the state of having many parts and being difficult to understand or find answers to right which is more the uh, the the normal let's say definition or yes the muggle definition. definition. But yeah, I, I, in, in a sense, this is also true, right? So, so meaning um, if something is more complex, right, as an algorithm, as a program, let's uh, bring it down to algorithm or even mathematical function let's say we don't need to just talk about algorithms about any any kind of function right which you get some input and uh, uh, mm-hmm. gives us some output let's say and uh, uh, the question is how complex is this function right so how complicated inside is this function? How much does it do actually? Right? Yeah. Um, I think this is, uh, and in this sense, this this kind of buckle definition. Uh, just <laughs> kidding. Right? It, it's not a bad. It's not a bad definition. Right? Because uh, a function which has a let's say higher higher time complexity at least is intended to do more stuff. Right? Uh, inside it, I would say.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Yeah.
0: So the abstract. Abstraction would be that's more complex, right? It has more uh, let's say, yeah, uh, wheels but... and belts and whatever, <laughs> inside operating, doing well, something, right?
1: Uh, that's the thing. And we were trying to, to treat these things with the belts and wheels inside just as a black box and try to reason about how it behaves, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, like exactly, like, yeah. like an engineer who's building a bridge, right? How, how does the bridge behave under hot weather? How does it behave with 10 cars, with 100 cars? That sort of thing is what we're trying to do with the complexity.
0: Exactly, exactly. Interesting. So meaning uh, you touch on it, space complexity or is about uh, memory consumption, right? RAM or storage space, whatever, right? Uh, how would a system behave which is very space or uh, complex let's say i guess it would kind of uh, lead to a lot of space amplification right so whenever the function or algorithm does something right it would uh, kind of with the increasing amount of uh, of data right Uh it would it would kind of uh, have maybe something like a, a yeah exponential growth uh, as a very complex example right maybe Um, yeah of of space consumption versus uh, maybe linear or maybe if it is a something which is uh, even working better right it could even
1: decrease
0: with the amount of data for instance if you have algorithms that are applying some compression behind the scenes or whatever right they are yeah maybe less space complex is this fair to say
1: I mean yeah I mean mathematically speaking again imagine if you have a software that that you can play chess against right so an artificial chess computer or whatever so imagine how that would work inside right so as, if I were to code something sort of very naive I would start by something that looks okay which moves are now possible right looking at the board which moves are possible okay so so that's something, eight moves are possible, but which of those moves is the best? Okay, so if I do this move, what moves are then possible after that, right? And after that, and after that. So you might want to follow a chain of moves through to the end, to the checkmate. And maybe each of those chains, you would want to save to disk and go back to later, right? Because after you've looked at all the moves, you want to see which one was the best, you want to go back and, uh, Yeah. So, if if you think about how many moves are possible in chess with the billions and billions, and if you imagine the algorithm saving all possibilities to space, you have an algorithm that is very bad in space complexity.
0: Yeah, 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 true. Uh, It's a good point, right? So, because uh, usually, I mean, from my experience at least, and I guess this is uh, even for example true, right? Um, it is. It is basically the case that something which is or uh, uh, good bad in space complexity, let's say bad in a in a in a sense uh, of wasting a lot of space uh, in in this context, right, is uh, maybe better in time complexity, right? And something which is uh, really bad in time complexity is maybe a bit better in in space complexity. It's maybe not always the case. Maybe we could have. Uh, any kind of combination, but in your your example, it would make sense in a, in a way, right? If you would store all the potential or uh, uh, combinations front and would just go through it, right, in order to find it, this is maybe less compute intense instead of uh, hmm. kind of calculating the or uh, uh, the stuff on demand, let's say, right, instead of or uh, yeah. uh, storing all the combinations, which means or uh, uh, you have two options, right? Option one is uh, you keep in memory all the potential moves that are possible billions and billions right by by not or kind of calculating it in a in a sense or uh, on demand by maybe using some artificial intelligence or whatever right um, or function which kind of approximates the the next move right which is very space uh, inefficient or you you kind of s- save space by saying okay fine i'm i'm just calculating our stuff a bit more which is maybe less uh, efficient in in uh, calculation or right which is then meaning time complexity wise it's 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 kind of worse. Uh, yeah, it's, yeah, it's
1: typically true. Yeah, that's right. It's just the, the example you touched on earlier about uh, something being zipped or not. That's that's exactly the point. When, when you zip something, you exchange uh, time complexity for storage complexity, right? So you have less storage on disk, but if you want to open the file again, you have to unzip it and spend some time for that. Mm-hmm exactly
0: right. I, I mean it's also commonly the case in in, uh, in database systems right so in a database system you have typically two two choices either you you kind of uh yeah execute a query uh again by by spending some cpu cycles right so or yeah calculating the query execution plan blah blah whatever ah, it yeah. involves, right and or you pre-materialize your results somehow right uh, mm-hmm on uh, within the database or uh, so the prematerialization means you can fetch it as it is right but it takes more space let's say right but uh, uh needing to compute it again uh, takes more compute and uh, i think you can kind of uh, uh, put this uh, also in a in a nice. I mean, those are just examples, but you can also put this, I guess, in a in a math- mathematical model, right? So by saying, okay, if if a function or uh, is a, having a bunch of inputs, right, and it's giving you a bunch of output, whatever dimension makes sense there, right? Um, or then the the curve uh, is looking this or that, or uh, by describing a specific time complexity, and then this curve is, uh, let's see showing uh, maybe an exponential or uh, logarithmic or, or linear scale, right? Uh, then maybe the the space is can be less, right? So
1: maybe there is a correlation
0: between it. Maybe not in general. Maybe there are also other examples uh, which I- It feels like there mind. is,
1: right? It yeah. feels like there is from experience and all this. It feels like there's exactly like, that correlation. You exactly. always trade compute for storage.
0: I think this is kind of true, but uh, who knows, right? (laughs) Uh, More a feeling, but I I guess it's true, right? Uh, Whoever listens to this, who is uh, more familiar with this stuff, uh, can relate to it by giving us some some kind of mathematical proof, (laughs) right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm pretty sure this can be mathematically proven. I I guess it is true. Okay, fine. So meaning we have space complexity, we have time complexity. Time complexity is all about compute, right? Or how long it takes to process the data at the end. But mathematically seen, it's actually uh, more describing... um, uh, the 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 curve of a function, let's say, right? So if it is mm. behaving logarithmically, yes. if it behaves linearly, if it behaves uh, constant, let's say, right, or uh, stuff yep. like this, right? Be- behaves
1: so, as in when you double the input, you know, how mm-hmm. much does it take double as long, right? So so that sort of curve, right? Where, exactly. Where X X exactly. would be the input and Y the time it takes exactly
0: exactly or does it does it kind of uh, grow exponentially which would be worse let's say right so um, that
1: is if- very bad yeah so one x ex- the algorithm i described earlier just just trying out all the best chess moves i think is np complete which means it grows exponentially and uh, yeah if you find a better algorithm than just trying all the possible moves and the permutation I think you can win a huge prize I think some some university has has you know put a big bounty on this whether it can be proven whether these algorithms can be solved in a better way than just trying because there's another famous problem which is called a traveling salesman problem which basically asks, what is if if you have a point A, a point B, and in between many other points, C, D, E, what is the ideal order in which to visit them? Right? So they yeah. have the shortest route. So Sounds like a graph uh,
0: theory problem. Mm. Probably it is. Right, it, it
1: very cool. much is, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I remember still some some. Uh, <laughs> we <laughs> talked uh, talked in the in the in the quick preparation call for this one, right? About it, I remember still some some uh, uni lessons about this stuff where we kind of need to find some mapping functions, <laughs> right, in order to to kind of uh, determine the the complexity class of something, right? So more yeah. meaning something like if there was a mapping function which mapped something to something, which was, uh, I think, NP or whatever, right? You, you would know that the original problem was also NP. Or uh, it, it really is very dark. This, this is it very- is. It's very- It's, yeah. Yeah,
1: it's hidden, very hidden somewhere in my, <laughs> <laughs>
0: hidden somewhere, right? It, so. it
1: may not be the funnest thing in the world, but I, I imagine, you know, the UPSs of this world might be very interested. You know, in a quick solution or the Google Mapses uh to mm-hmm. this problem. I, I seem to recall once reading that UPS because in the real world you want to find sort of real algorithms that may not be mathematically ideal but just solve your problem. I think they tried um solving a navigation by uh allowing a route to be longer if it has fewer left turns. Was there was something that left turns take longer well in in the us because you have to cross the other lane and stuff so that they changed that and i think they made some gains to that right so they they allowed the car to make sort of a longer route if it just saves a left turn for it
0: yeah but at the end you're right what you need to do is you kind of need to or or kind of verify all the parts or right yeah Uh, all the combinations Mm -hmm. in order to to be sure i mean there are algorithms like Dijkstra and so on in graph theory that are finding you the shortest path between between our two points uh, let's say right Uh, Mm -hmm. but um, i'm not sure if this is totally applicable to this problem actually right Uh,
1: yeah i I don't remember I, I think at some point Dijkstra was an old navigation software in some form but there, there may be a better one now i've forgotten yeah I've I mean, the, the,
0: but let me double check uh, in my mind what was the problem with the travelers sa- traveling salesman or uh, problem was it that there were round trips possible and stuff like this right or uh, I, I think they're was something which was not just uh, basically the the shortest path, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's I not just solvable with the shortest path. Let's see. I, if I, I think the correctly. problem
1: with why it is NP-complete is that you could never be quite sure that you have the best path before you tried all the variations, right? Uh-huh. And in order to try all the variations, well, there we are again. We've tried all variations, and that's NP-complete. And if you imagine a a graph with with a million nodes, right? And try all combinations in there, right? And if you just add one more node, that doesn't mean you have to try one more combination. That, That means you have to try all the combinations to this node. So that's just another million for adding one more node. And if you end another one, it's a million and one more, and so Yeah, it's a, exa- yeah.
0: exactly. Well, which is exactly the what we what we mean with the worst complexity we can imagine, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> in, the, in this case, yeah. Which is okay. Exponential. Yeah. So what so, we what we basically say is we have the big O notation, right? Yes. So, um, so meaning uh, there's this kind of. Uh, um, big O of something, right? And we touched already on it. So usually, we this something is dependent on n, whereby n is a variable. Let's say, right? So mm-hmm. number of nodes in a in in your example, right? Or um, what did, what else did we have? Right? Um, yeah, number of elements in a tree or or something mm. like. Uh, uh, elements in a set to be sorted stuff like this right uh, exactly. so exactly um yeah so, maybe go through the most yeah, common let's... classes right let's start with i start with the simple most simple one is o go for it one let's say right or sometimes also o of k uh let's say but o of one is is basically uh meaning it has a constant complexity you can't have things like this so it doesn't matter how much input you provide let's say right it will always uh, kind of um, uh, run with exactly the same uh, exactly the same time same speed right the function is basically uh, a line right so or depending on in which dimension you are right but if you if you're basically in two dimensions then the <laughs> the the the, the is basically are parallel to the to the uh, or X axis, uh, let's see, right? Because it has a constant time it runs basically, right?
1: Yeah, exactly. It's It's the equivalent to, if you want to find something in your house, you know exactly where it is, right? So if if I want the scissors, oh yeah, I know that's in the cupboard in the kitchen. So I go to the cupboard in the kitchen and I have it. That's O of one. I know exactly where it is Mm -hmm. and I find it immediately without having to search for it. So it's not dependent on the size of my house. So if my house doubles in size, it still takes the same amount of time to find the scissors because I know where they are exactly right. I mean
0: if in 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 our world well, typically I mean but houses are also in our world but let's say in tech world uh, typically something like uh, a hash function execution right yes. uh, is seen as something like o of one or this is mapped to a specific hash slot right in order to fetch this data from this hash slot we execute the hash function the hash func- function at least uh, with a constant number of slots has or takes always the same time uh, let's say right and then Uh, And this is a trick, right? Hash functions typically map to a specific uh, constant Mm -hmm. number of slots, let's say, say, right? And then uh, independently from how much data we basically push through this hash function to those slots, it's easy for us to to get the data back. It's half a lie, actually, to be honest, right? Because uh, each hash function has, as we mentioned, just uh, has a slot, right? And each slot has actually... Uh, an overflow chain Uh, so meaning it has a it has again or a list for instance associated right in so meaning slot right. is also sometimes a bucket, bucket slot, right? So apply a hash function, and then you basically get uh, a slot. <laughs> and as long as you don't have more items than slots, it's true, right? But if you get uh, much more items than you have slots or buckets, right? Then um, you actually get, uh, again, a linear complexity within the bucket, let's say, right? Because you need to kind of scan this bucket in order to find your element. Mm-hmm. But let's uh, say
1: the hash function is the closest one for all fun, which I jumps into our... It Mind. In, in theory and yeah imagine what gold does this is to computing right if the system takes one second for 10 users and still one second for a million users that's brilliant
0: exactly exactly yeah. roughly roughly the same yeah right. of course uh, let's see yeah, uh, yeah but uh, yeah um that's o of one
1: all right next so should one I, should i yep. go with the next one? O of n um, okay, there's one in between, but the one in between is a bit more complicated, so let's do that after so o of n is the next simple one, and o of n is uh imagine if you have a stack of letters and you want to find one letter right so worst case, you have to go through all the letters, and obviously the last one is the one you're looking for, right So if you have ten letters, you have to look at ten letters and o of n means that there is a linear time complexity, right? If I have 20 letters, worst case, I will have to look at 20 letters before I find one. So if the letters double, it takes double the time to find my thing, and that is linear complexity, O of n, right? So the, the letter example applies one-to-one to computing algorithm, because we want to uh, uh, find an item in a list, right? Find a particular user in a list of users. Things like that, and um, there are better algorithms for finding something than linear complexity. But this is, if you, this is the the naive way to implement this, right? Just go through each one, check is it the one I want? No, move on to the next. Okay.
0: Or the one in between, or was basically, or I mean, O of n is, or you meant O of log n, for instance, right? No, no, O of n.
1: Uh, talking o of N. Yeah, in yeah, but I talk about off and between. I meant one in
0: log the, N. B- the, uh, You meant login, exactly. So the one
1: in between you meant uh, N. Oh yes, o with o the, the one in between. Right. Yeah. Do you want to take that one or?
0: Uh, so basically, uh, um, yeah, it's a bit hard to describe, but uh, the base of the logarithmic here is two uh, in this case, right? So which means that, uh, if you consider it to have a function, then the the function, the output of the function is increasing. Or kind of by by constant value, right? Or if if n is doubled, uh, let's say, right? Um, does this make sense? I think it, it kind of makes sense, right?
1: Yeah. So there was this interesting. There was in, in there's a little entertainment show in the UK called Taskmaster, and I had a task, and I was like, oh my god, that's an O log n algorithm, right? So so right, so they get celebrities in and put them silly tasks, right? And this particular task, they were in a room, it was a church actually, there were 50 pairs of shoes. And the task I put to you is, okay, um, David, which of these shoes am I thinking of? You can ask me yes or no questions. The fewest amount of questions wins. Right, 50 pairs of shoes, which, which pair of shoe am I? So this is a search algorithm, right? Yeah. yeah. But, but you can ask me yes or no. So, so how would you approach that, right? So you would you would want to kind of divide your shoes in such a way that with each question, you lose the maximum amount of shoes that are
0: wrong. So you can ask any question. So, for instance, is my shoe red? And the answer needs to be yes or no. Is this work? Exactly, exactly. Okay, what fine. question you ask
1: yeah. is up to you. But strategically, you would think, which question do I ask that eliminate the most amount of shoes, right?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, I mean, in, y- in a you sense, could... you would, right? Sure. You yeah, exactly. Basically, say, maybe by shape, by color, by whatever, right? Something mm. which is... Uh, uh, good candidates to kind of split it up into a search tree or whatever,
1: right? Well, exactly, yeah. You could approach it geographically. You could stand somewhere in that room and say, uh, is the shoe in front of me as opposed to behind me, right? And if you say, yes, it's in front of you, then you can get rid of all of the shoes behind you. You could approach it that way. Uh, that's, right. I mean,
0: it doesn't, doesn't matter too much, actually, which uh, which criteria you're, you're selecting, right? As long as you... Well, as, as as long as you have a, a good way or i mean maybe you're lucky right so uh, i mean of course the the thing is the thing it, it actually matters right because um in a sense some criteria criteria are more exclusive than others let's say right if you mm-hmm. would kind of uh because it's not a i mean i was just thinking about something like a binary tree or whatever but uh you, you can't ask your questions exact. i mean maybe you could right because it's yes or no but uh, in a in a sense Yes or no might uh, lead to a partitioning which is not ex- actually binary. Let's say right. So meaning uh, something yeah. like is this a is a, is this a shoe for for men or women is roughly binary. Let's say right. Uh, something like um, is it a shoe which has a color or not is maybe uh, whatever but <laughs> other stuff let's say is is doesn't split up your set binary, right? So there are there are questions that are better and some that are worse.
1: If this makes Act, sense. Yeah. Some celebrity said is it this pair of shoe? No. Is it this pair of shoe? No right so yeah okay this all depends on which (laughs) (laughs) uh, because
0: then then you basically separate it by exactly you partition it in a way that only one is over which is basically the equivalent of a linear search right so yes you do is you get basically step by step through every every shoe Uh, right so
1: yeah yeah, so, so that's that's you know, that's O of 1, just asking for each... Uh, o of N, sorry. O that's of N, N, N exactly. Asking o of for N, each one. Asking for each one, but, yeah. but if you ask each question in such a way that you divide your shoes in half, that's O of log N. Exactly,
0: and this is what I meant. But uh, this is hard, right? You would need to ask questions, basically, in a sense yeah. that, uh, that you need to split into two partitions, let's say, and then you can kind of do this again and again, and then at some point you will end up with one shoe, right? Uh, exactly.
1: That's exactly, but the reward is big, right? So if you ask for each shoe, 100 shoes, remember, that's 100 questions, worst case. But if you do the partitioning thing with the before me, behind me, uh, yeah. I, I think it's seven questions, worst case, and you have your shoe. Right?
0: Yeah, so. but on, only, this the point, right? Only if the questions are partitioning into two halves, let's say. If right. you find uh,
1: exactly 50% questions, uh, yeah, e- that's exactly. right. Exactly,
0: and yeah. that's the challenge, right? Yes. Because, uh, because some <laughs> of those questions might partition better, some of them less. So you could, for instance, ask a question, which is uh, not, is this my shoe? But uh, <laughs> something like, uh, is this shoe blue? And if there's only one blue shoe in this, in this set, let's say, right? You it's, you actually it's, only it's pa- partition question, one away, it? right? which means yeah. that uh, uh, you have still a lot of stuff to process then in the, in the next step, right? So you gave one question <laughs> away, let's say. So so meaning it matters which questions, right? Because uh, yeah.
1: because Big you would time. like to partition it, let's say, right?
0: At least, yeah. In, yeah. Makes Actually sense. into two partitions uh, would be best in this case, right? So, yeah. Okay, but uh, yeah, we understood what logarithmic uh, means. Uh, binary tree is a good example, right? Uh, as we mm-hmm. just uh, kind of did as an example, most database systems or uh, use some kind of tree. It doesn't need to be a binary tree; it can be a balanced tree or whatever, like a B-tree in relational database systems, right? Which uh, is or skip lists or whatever, right? So some some kind of tree structure in order to. Uh, support logarithmic search for for something like uh, for instance range queries, right? So, uh, mm-hmm. find me something between this or that value, let's say, right? Uh, by the way, B-tree, I mean B-tree. Even if the, the search itself is binary in a in a way, right? B-tree, uh, just as a little anecdote is not a binary tree in the systems it's a balanced tree which means that the leaves are on the same or uh, level let's say right so the tree is basically are uh, balanced right uh, and uh, relational database systems at least uh, kind of try to to keep this balance by doing some page splitting and stuff like this the search is anyway a kind of binary search right because what you do is in every in every kind of uh, node within the tree you basically check if or uh, uh, the search value is uh, is larger or equal or l- or smaller, right? On the other hand side, and then depending on that, you you basically go through the tree. Let's see, right? So, uh, but it's not a binary tree. Let's see,
1: makes sense. Yeah, it's just one more thing to the logarithmic, uh, just to to talk about the really important thing how it scales, right? So I I said going back to the <laughs> the stupid sh- shoe thing, if you have a hundred shoes, it's seven questions. But what happens if you have 200 shoes, then it goes up to eight questions because you just have to ask one more question to eliminate half of the shoes and so on, right? If it's 400 shoes, it's nine questions, right? Mm -hmm. It's just anytime it doubles, it's just one more on the output. It's just one more question. And that's so cool about that logarithmic complexity. Exactly. Good
0: um, so you helped me to visualize this very nicely. So my, my kind of uh, our attempt to define it was actually much worse than your your explanation. Pretty cool. Um, Just like so shoes. Shoes. <laughs> <laughs> what do we have? So we have O of 1, O of log N, uh, O of N, then there is O of N log N, which is basically our, we uh, which is super linear, right? It's not linear. It's even worse than linear. Let's see. It's
1: right? yeah. It's it's worse than linear, but not as bad as quadratic. Exactly. So it's, it's uh, let's
0: say not as bad as quadratic or exponential or whatever. Right? There are others uh, as well. Mm. Right. Factorial and stuff like this in the O notion notation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay, fine. Uh, so so meaning O of N log N and uh, we talked about it, right? Uh, most sorting algorithms are actually uh, th- like the this, good, right? Would you like to good explain points. maybe... But yeah, yeah, the, the the not completely shitty ones, let's say. Right? Yes. <laughs> so maybe explain a bit what
1: uh, merge
0: sort is, for instance, right?
1: Sure. Yeah, but before I go to merge sort, let's talk about sorting in general, right? Mm-hmm. So, right. So, 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 you have your bookshelf, right? For example. So, I, I always like stupid examples like that. How, how do you sort your bookshelf? I, I mean, I know how I sort my bookshelf, right? So, well, or, or maybe not, because I never sort my bookshelf. But what you might do is to go. <laughs> I was going to uh, say, right? I'm also not. I, I my never bookshelf. do. <laughs> You just find the book that is lowest alphabetically. You just go through it, look at all your books. What is the one from Aaron Aronovich or whatever? Just have an example. Many yeah, days. it's
0: a good author. I like him actually, right? This is the one yeah, with yeah. the river, Rivers of London. Right?
1: Rivers of London,
0: yeah, exactly. Man, the, the we, magic didn't, we, didn't talk about, we didn't talk about this yet, right? But uh, it yeah. seems magically we interest in in the same author let's see well
1: right? we, we like the same sort of things so, yeah you know. yeah exactly he's, <laughs> he's actually
0: one of the guys one of my favorite authors since Pratchett died let's see right yeah
1: he's really good i'm, I'm half i'm just halfway through the first book so you know ah. i'm not very deep in it yet but I'm I can tell that. you a bit about the story. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah, so back to the sorting, right? So you find your Aaron Aronovich, you take that out of your bookshelf and you put it to the top left-hand side, right? So, so how much complexity have you spent, right? So you search for one, that's, that's O of N, right? So that's a linear search, search mm-hmm. that we talked about earlier. And then you repeat the process, Right? So you find the book that is the next lowest on, from the remaining. Maybe you'd, you, you remember or you put something there. Okay, these books I've done. And I look all the rest of one and find the one that is lowest alphabetically and put it in the next position. This algorithm is called selection sort. And mm-hmm. um, just visualize what we're doing. So for each book, n, we do a search, which is also n. So the complexity is n times n, or n squared, right? Mm -hmm. So any sort of standard naively programmed, and by the way, the word naive in computer science, we we don't, that's not a root word, that is just just the first implementation. It's like a nested loop, basically, right? Yeah, exactly, it's like like a a a, a, a 2D for loop, right? So naive isn't meant to be root, it is just the first implementation, right? right?
0: It's so, uh, an, uh, it's it's kind of without thinking too much about it, right? So you start exactly, implementing right? something which needs to be functional, but you don't put any effort into uh, performance it. or complexity yeah. considerations. Which is actually, I mean, I would say most of the developers out there with a bit of experience would would actually. I, it's not true, right? I, I mean, I, I just developed some stuff, right? And I was not giving a shit about this stuff, right? Because I just wanted to get stuff done and uh, I didn't care too much about some of the complexity stuff. But yeah, let's say in general, you would, uh, would kind of uh, keep in mind which algorithm is the best one to do something, right?
1: That's it, yeah. And uh, yeah, and for these things, if you start out with an N squared one. N squareds are dangerous because with a lot of... Of data, they really tend to blow up. Instead, the, the typical class of algorithm where you implement something on your dev and it works fine, it goes through testing, goes through anything, and then when some heavy user load comes on it, it starts, it stops working. So, be really careful about those n squared ones. Um, and how would you avoid them? Well, better search algorithms. And now I come back to merge sort. So a better way. Of sorting your bookshelf, and I'm going to leave the bookshelf alone now, right I'm just talking about items yeah no, now. no it's, a, it's a good picture let's see right? yeah, yeah, I suppose so. okay, fine so so let's stay with it then is to bring in some logarithmic stuff. so you want to do again some uh, cutting things in half and trying to eliminate things, right so you, so you want to bring that logarithmic thing into the sorting somehow to improve the algorithm right so what you do of course you cut your bookshelf in half or well you 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 take your books and make two heaps mm-hmm. randomly right you're not sorting the books it's just two heaps fine then no. you look at the first heap make two heaps again mm-hmm. randomly so this is merge sort right We're, we've not sorted there, yeah. anything there, yeah. yet right uh, you know divided them again look at Again, the first heap divided again in two, and at some point you will arrive at a heap that has two books. You divide it into two heaps of one book each, and you know which sort... one is larger than the other one, right? Sorting yeah. that is easy; that is exactly. o of one, Yeah. right? So you sort that, and then you do that for all your little, uh, your little mini heaps, and then the trick is now merging those together, right? So you merge two sorted heaps of books by just taking the first one of each, looking at those, which one comes first, okay, that, then taking the next one from each heap, okay, which one is next, and so-and-so. So So you merge them like two stacks of cards together. Mm -hmm. And obviously this algorithm is linear, right? You, You just go over them and put them sort of in the right order with some little comparisons so that's a very straightforward algorithm.
0: Yeah. So and it's basically you... the so basically the uh, the recursion. Let's say right. So the going recursive down by by splitting it up is a little bit like what we discussed with the shoes, let's say, right? So you would split That's up- the shoe the, thing? The shoe thing, and we explained that this is basically logarithmic, uh, let's say, right? Splitting mm-hmm. it into two sets and then kind of splitting it up again, again, again. And uh, one way of doing this is basically by, by doing recursions, right? Splitting it up again, calling the same function, let's say, again and again, which splits it up, right? And then um, so the function is calling itself, uh, itself, itself with a, with a smaller set, let's say, right? Uh, the split up one, and then uh, when you when you basically um go up again in the c- recursion, so going back you basically do the merge right by by shuffling it again together.
1: That's exactly it. You do the merge, and this is how the complexity is is arrived at, right? So the dividing that gives us our log n element, mm-hmm. exactly. and then the merging together that is the n element. So the complexity overall is n times log n. Makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, yeah. cool. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And, uh, and yeah. And the
1: question is, the question is, I, I read a book, and if you haven't read this book, it's it's great. It's called Algorithms to Live By, which goes through computer science algorithms and how they apply to your daily life. And for example, it answers the question, Should you sort your bookshelf? Right. And if you think about it, the answer is probably in most cases no you will find the book you're looking for, worst case O of N, but in many cases, it's even O of one. If, if you look at it, yeah. your bookshelf is not that large, you know where it is. I, so exactly spending I was going spending say, yeah. N log N or even N squared on sorting your bookshelf is not worth it. This, so. and,
0: and the next thing is the following, right? So, uh, with the, <laughs> I, I mean, a good point about the, the O of one, right? Because uh, it's something which is off, often misinterpreted, right? So those uh, O notations, right? Those are complexity classes, let's say, right? So this is, ah, not, yes. a, this is not about every single uh, object you can imagine. So let's say your bookshelf has a specific size, right? It has a specific constant capacity, mm-hmm. uh, let's say. And this capacity is maybe, I don't know, uh 100 books let's say right Mm -hmm. and uh, given that your bookshelf can't uh, grow more than 100 let's say the answer is probably no right because this is k so this is a constant value, right? This one hundred, yep. right? It's not n. n means uh, you have a function where you can basically inc- increase, have a variable amount, right, which in- can uh, can increase potentially infinite, let right. <laughs> Whereby <laughs> your bookshelf is really just uh, one hundred books, maybe in it, and this is actually going over one hundred books, right, uh, in a in a sense is constant complexity, right? In, in our world, mm-hmm. so in, in tech world, right? So if, uh, because they, in tech world, at least, there's, I mean, maybe the argument here could be that in, in in real world, there is a difference between going over 100 books versus going over one book, <laughs> but at least in, in tech world, right? The uh, going over 100 elements of a set versus going over one, right? doesn't make any significant uh, no. uh, difference, which means that, you uh, This is considered to be O of K if you know that it can't exceed 100, let's say, right? But That's a good point. But if you have this K being a variable, then it's not called K anymore, then it's N, right? And then it's basically O of N. And I don't like uh, complexity uh, uh, classes that are sometimes given as, uh, okay, this is O of N plus K, right? Because this is actually not the proper... notation, let's say, right? Because, uh, it, it, indeed, it gives you some some more insight into how complex it is, right? By by being more explainable, or, let's say. But uh, at the end, this is O of N, right? O of N plus K is O of N, right? Because the K is that uh, constant that it doesn't matter, let's say, mm. right? It doesn't contribute. I would say,
1: yeah, I would say that's the difference between a specific complexity of a specific algorithm and a complexity class, as you say. Uh, exactly, exactly yeah. with with big data with large amounts of data it 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 all be, all the algorithms in the same complexity class will behave essentially the same that's why it's not even worth being more specific mm-hmm. than these complexity classes in most cases
0: so let me let me search something. Um, so a uh, good example. I mean, everyone here knows that I'm a big Redis fanboy. And what is really yeah. cool about Redis actually is that Redis, what? as a as a database system, if you go to Redis A O, it has basically this command section, right? And there you can enter commands like, uh, for instance, uh, C range, uh, C range by score, right? Uh, let me kind of do this. C range. Um, For instance, C-range, and then the first thing you see there is actually, right, uh, the time complexity. So what you can kind of see is you see the command uh, with the definition and then available since which version. And then the next thing, so the third thing actually to correct myself, is the time complexity. And the time complexity of uh, C-range is basically O of log n plus m with n being the number of elements in the sorted set and m uh, the number of elements returned, let's say, right? So which means, uh, in in other words, uh, if you would put this into a proper uh, complexity class, this would be O of log of n, let's say, right? Because, Mm -hmm. uh, um, I mean, the number of elements being returned uh, is kind of limited in in a way, right? So um, how many elements would you like to get returned by by doing one query, right? Maybe not infinite. (laughs) Let's see. That uh, makes sense.
1: Uh, yeah. No. Right. Uh, yeah. Unrelated to complexity, but you know, might as well tell it. Um, this book, Algorithms to Live By, right? That also tells you how to find the ideal partner, right? So if, if you're listening to this and you haven't found the ideal partner yet, then you should follow the following algorithm, right? Because when did, you, for did you double
0: check? Did you double check if uh, if your wife? <laughs> <laughs> well, I've told her about it. Yeah, she's excited about it. By, by that. She,
1: she, no, she she said, yeah, you should go on searching. Absolutely. <laughs> 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 no joking, of course. Um, <laughs> so uh, right, so the, right, so there are two dangers, right? And the dangers with finding a partner is to to tie the knot too early, right? To commit too early, right? Before you know what you want, before you know what you're looking for, or tying the knot too late when all your best options have already passed, right? There's similar applications to if you want to hire an employee, right? So you have a set of applicants. How many do you interview before you offer to someone? Obviously, if you offer to someone, then that means all the remaining ones are kind of lost. And if there was a better one in the remaining pool, Mm -hmm. you have lost that, right? But if you wait too late before you offer to someone, then the best candidates you're not likely, if you have two or three left out of a hundred, you're not likely that the best one is among the two or three under them. Yeah. And the best ones you've already interviewed, they may have other jobs now. This makes so the assumption the
0: that there is a pool of candidates, let's say, right? Coming back to
1: this finding. the <laughs> Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so not in my case then. Yeah. <laughs> for the partner thing. <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, it's interesting. Stopping, do you stop too too soon or do you stop too late or do you stop ideal? And the mathematical answer is 37%, right? So after you've seen 37% of the offerings of the candidates, of the partners, then you should take the first one that is better than the first 37%. Yeah, but optimal
0: finding the best one. Yeah, but the problem with hiring is that you you don't know when you reach this percentage, right? Because you don't know how exactly many, how many you have in potentially in the pool, right? So meaning it's it's a kind of very useless thought experiment, let's say. Well, uh, it also well, means by well, the way coming well. coming coming back uh, I I mean in reality coming in, in in fact, it is a is a it's a nice thought experiment. But coming back to the potential size of the pool, right? So meaning, if if your pool is potentially just one person, right? You already passed this <laughs> mark, which means that it's, it's yeah, just it's, it's all for nothing, <laughs> just theoretically, right? You passed this mark, which yeah. means yeah, uh, yeah, you, have, you ha- should have chosen the first one, let's say, right? But you mm. never know, you know, you never know this, right?
1: The thing is, the answer to this is, and this is a very good point with the the applicants, say, for a job, right? The size of the pool is not necessarily measured in the number of applicants. It can be measured in the amount of time that you're looking, right? So if you say, I'll take 10 weeks for filling this job, then the 37% is reached after 37% of 10 weeks, Mm -hmm. however many applicants you've seen by that point. Yeah. Right. And art. and the same for partners, right? Art. If you're searching for art. a partner, say, for five years, then maybe five years is your pool.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. But it's a little bit artificial then, right? I know, In I sense. know. It's it's a bit of fun, that book, but yeah, it's, yeah. it's
1: interesting that there is an answer to the problem, thirty seven percent. Yeah. It's not forty two, it's <laughs> <laughs> it's not
0: forty two though.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: well, yeah, fine uh i mean i'm uh just for the sake of completeness i'm really happy with my partner right uh, good <laughs> just in case she listens uh, right and uh yeah but i have to say in real life this is anyway a bit different right because in real life um if you make such decisions you can still correct them uh let's say so the, searching the, the partner yeah, is is not something like uh like a like a decision you make forever let's say right for instance uh, that's true of course obviously my wife wasn't my first partner let's say right (laughs) so you have the possibility to try it out and uh, same bit hiring maybe right So meaning the optimal one is maybe not the current one, but maybe a future one. Uh, And so I guess this Mm. is true for hiring as well, right? So you hire someone and then uh, you see if this works out for you and the other person, let's say, right? And uh, if Mm. it
1: doesn't work out, you search again,
0: let's say, right? Um,
1: Yeah, I suppose if you phrase it that way, then, well, kind of the problem disappears, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean,
0: yeah, I mean, obviously there are some, I mean, obviously there are still, uh, there's still a problem, right? So, I mean, you, in hiring, you invest into this resource, which is costing money, mm. right? You can't afford uh, doing this too often, let's say, right? And in real life, this is also, so in in your partnership, this is also the, the case, right? You also have investments like uh, kids, together, yeah. kids together or whatever, right? Um, which, which kind of mean that you you can't basically just give up your investment, uh, right? Or, uh...
1: That's right. So, so maybe the the pool is your entire lifespan then, right? If you look at it that way. Hmm. Hmm. I think I've really derailed the discussion about complexity. Bit, uh, <laughs> a bit. A bit. Uh, <laughs> Sorry about not that. Not sure what.
0: Not sure what it, What this tells about you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah idea.
0: what else does the book have to offer besides of, um of
1: uh, this is oh there's loads of stuff but you'd have to so there's the optimal stopping the 37% that I've just mentioned then there's the explore exploit question which is you know with the restaurants around you right so there are some restaurants you don't know yet but there are also restaurants some of them are your favorites so if you go out tonight do you go to your favorite or do you take a risk and take a new one that might be bad? All right? So it's the uh, explore exploit dilemma.- mm-hmm. uh, there's also an answer to it, but I, I don't quite remember it. There was a numerical answer to it, which also uh, you know it depends on your time frame. So for instance, if you are in a city for a month. Right, then that month dictates at which point you should take greater risks. So you shouldn't take, for instance, if you are in a city for a month, and it's your last day, your last evening, you wouldn't go to a restaurant that you don't know yet. You would go to your favorite for the last time, right? You wouldn't take that risk on the last day, because even if you find out that restaurant is great that you've not been to, you can't go there again because you're leaving, right? So the risk is not worth it. I'm not sure.
0: You could also yeah, you, you have the counter I mean? argument. You could also say, yeah, but I'm um, the last day there, which means that I'm, I, 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 want to explore more, right? And I'm a little bit sad that I didn't <laughs> see enough in the city so far, right? So let's take uh, another restaurant in order to give it a chance, because you get potentially a good experience, potentially not. If it is a bad experience, it is a bad experience. You don't. It doesn't matter too much. Let's say, right? If it is a good experience, uh, maybe. You don't need to
1: go there again, but you you leave the city with a with a very good experience, right? So meaning that's true, yeah, no, that, that's perfectly valid. It also depends on how much you have explored already, right? Uh, so if you've seen ninety five percent of the restaurants, how high is the chance that you've missed the best one in the remaining five percent? Probably not very high. You you with if you let's come back to the thirty seven percent problem. When you're at ninety five percent, you've probably seen the best one already you know the probability is that yeah yeah right yeah you exclude the others
0: yeah actually the 37 percent 37 you said right it's mm-hmm. also an interesting number, right? Because it's uh, it's a little bit lower than 51, let's say, right? And <laughs> uh, psychologically an interesting number. So it's a number which even if you don't need, if, even if you don't have a mathematical proof, let's say psychologically, it is kind of making sense for you, right? Because if we think about it, there there is this kind of a point of no return right so there there is kind of a a point where you as a human being feel locked in let's say and this is typically mm-hmm. if you invested more than 50% of something let's say right of uh, whatever it is in total, right? So it's hard for you to basically say, yeah, okay, I'm giving up on that after after you basically invested a lot, let's say, right? But it's easier for you if you say, okay, fa- maybe this is just uh, 30% or 37%, right? So, mm-hmm. so psychologically, <laughs> maybe this number is totally made up, man, right? Maybe the author was just <laughs> having exactly the same thought and said, yeah, what would be a good number to make this story work, right? So uh, 33% is maybe, a little bit low, 40% is sounding a little bit too much like 50, right? Let's go with something which is 37, right? (laughs) Uh, Actually, psychologically the number is sounding very appealing let's say <laughs> it, it does sound appealing doesn't it? it's yeah. probably
1: why it stuck to my head well the author has assured us readers that he's done the math and it's all about probability and uh, how the best uh, options would be distributed over the field and whatever i would have
0: done the same but, um, in this um, case
1: right but it's, who uh, knows yeah. yeah exactly who knows i can't vouch for it
0: especially especially because uh, numbers like three it's <laughs> like <laughs> sounding like co- conspiracy uh theorist or whatever but especially because n- numbers like three and seven right psychologically i mean there there are things like hey name me a number between uh uh one and ten let's say or one and nine uh inclusive right and the there, there is a good chance that people say three or seven, let's say, right, because they have psychologically some some positive or eye-catching meaning, and then thirty-seven, right, in this context of <laughs> if it is too much, it's too much, right, uh, it's painful, but uh, if it is too low, you have the feeling you didn't invest enough, right? Actually, even psychologically, even if there would be no mathematics behind <laughs> it, right, it is it's not completely bizarre to think that someone would come up with this number. Let's say.
1: Right. It's a good number. It's sort of a calibration phase, you know, the time you need to invest to, to know what you're actually looking for and what, what the offer is, what you can achieve. Yeah, exactly. It, yeah. it also teaches you about yourself, right? If you depart your search, uh, what what can I actually get, right? So what what do my, do my looks and my personality grant me, basically? Yeah, but, uh, you know, read it for yourself. I can send you the link. It's it's a great book. Yeah, maybe two, or, maybe. two or two or three do. times. Maybe it's,
0: two. Yeah. Just, uh, just out of interest, <laughs> let's say, right? Not to find another partner, right? Huh?
1: No, of course not. Indeed not. to To
0: sort your bookshelf. To sort my bookshelf, for instance. Yeah. Exactly. Or not, I mean. Uh, or not, exactly. Yeah, actually, sad story about our bookshelf. Um, so my partner... Oh, no she <laughs> she has tons of books i, I think 700 or whatever and there wow. and the majority of them is actually now in in boxes and uh, we have a dedicated stock room rented uh, uh, where those boxes are since the years so I'm actually not sure if the, they are still any good but uh, yeah we didn't have the space for a period of time to, to put them uh, into shelves see. let's say right so we basically have a, a storage box with uh, uh, paper boxes oh. full with books
1: uh, there right she, she doesn't like e-readers does she Nah, nah, I did, tried it right. I tried it didn't work out very yeah, well. yeah, uh, like I imagine you have. yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, she's a very uh, shes she's the opposite of me, right? So meaning or she likes or something like vinyl, she likes books, she likes or or less techy stuff, let's see, right more her job yeah. is more in the cultural space or arts and culture mm, and stuff like she's this she's very artsy isn't she yeah, yeah. Uh, so meaning they're mm. uh, completely different uh, and and given that she she doesn't like to, to basically use e-readers i i try it twice i think once with a uh yeah with one e-reader around the the the, the corner in the big bookstore Talia or whatever right so they had some some mm-hmm. stuff and then another kindle right because i thought maybe it's a mm. platform and adoption but no nah, doesn't work Right, so it's uh she needs to have the paper the smell of the paper stuff like this but again we have we have really a lot of books i mean even now we have a wall full with books right uh, so if you know enter our living room there's there's a shelf a giant shelf which takes the entire wall right which is full with books and this is just the stuff which basically appeared after we kind of decided to evict all the, the books oh, to to the uh to the uh uh to the storage bo- box right so i does, guess
1: does she ever read a book again an old book or could you not get rid of them in some way no nah, nah, charity nah, or... nah,
0: nah. sometimes but uh, <laughs> there's, there's a really fun story uh, which is I, I can't tell this maybe maybe my, my mother okay my, <laughs> maybe my mother-in-law is not listening to this podcast so let me try right it's a, it's a fun story my mother-in-law is having also interest in books right and the problem is with people that are kind of are really interested in literature literature, and the book itself, right. Also collecting them, uh, the paper, it's more than the, uh, the, the, the the content of the book, right? It's the actual experience of touching it and whatever the haptics and so on. Sure, right? So, so meaning, uh, uh, she, the my mother-in-law, so my wife's mother, right? She is also like that. She has also a lot of lot of books, right? But um, um, seems her husband also sometimes gives her a hard time about it, right? And uh, then, from time to time, when they visited us, right? They live in another city. Um, I found new books in our shelf, right? And. comes Ah. out that she tricked it in, right? So my wife and me we were both not informed about it let's say they, they just appeared there <laughs> and I was at some point right because I'm getting a little bit like uh, 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 nervous if we buy new books right <laughs> because cause of the storage room full of books which we are paying since year. yes <laughs> right? oh my goodness <laughs> right I was like what the hell is this new books right where are they coming from no idea
1: right uh, okay fine your mother left them <laughs> the last time <laughs> Um, and she okay, was... can, can i make a suggestion and and feel free to hate me for it uh, but could not some of these books disappear to a charity shop or you know if if catherine oh sorry if, if your partner asks you uh, <laughs> well it's well, like C- are, and then he'll call catherine randomly <laughs> Oh, okay, okay yes the, the cover the cover name pattern, yeah exactly <laughs> so you know could these books and, and if she asks for them say like, oh n- not sure they must have been lost in the movie uh, or something I, I don't know some you know, mice or that whatever. sort of thing right <laughs> i mean
0: I'd, Nah, nah, Unless these
1: I mean, books are valuable, then then maybe not. Maybe
0: maybe most of them are not. Uh, I mean, there are a few books that are really valuable, right? So some right. some art books or whatever, so, right? So catalogs so and those, stuff then. like this stuff you can't buy around the corner, right? So which is basically or by right. in a, in a special museum or whatever, right? Or at a around an exhibition or something like this. Right. But uh, but there are other books that are kind of uh, replaceable in a in a sense. Um, uh,
1: paperback novels, stuff like that, right?
0: Yeah, but this, to be honest, she likes more the the hardcovers and stuff like this. I'm more the paperback uh, person, right? Oh. So, but yeah, fine. I, again, yeah. Right? Anyway, it's Same fine. Here. It's fine. Yeah. I'm I'm kind of a let's say it this way, right? I mean, I'm a. I have my character and so on, and she's getting along with it, and she has her character. And if this is part of uh, if part of it is that she owns (laughs) hundreds of books, fine, that's it. Right? I I just live with it. I just live with it.
1: It was just a thought. Ah, I can't do this. I can't do this. Right? No. Catherine, if you listen to
0: this, I am not getting rid of your books without letting you know. (laughs) But it would be appreciated if others are not just bringing yeah. books without informing us <laughs> <laughs> i think that's fair yeah yeah <laughs> uh, uh, anyway uh good good yeah the uh, time flies right so we started with complexity classes and stuff like this and ended up uh, talking about books because of the bookshelf examples yeah yeah, um, it sort of
1: took a life on its own, that example. Yeah.
0: Exactly. But anyway, I, I kind of, yeah, like the conversation, or maybe a more lightweight mm-hmm. discussion in a sense than usual. Um, maybe not. I'm not sure. Right. But it's. Yeah,
1: a, but it's, it could still count sort of as an entry into algorithms and stuff. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Which is good. Well,
0: but it's good. Light. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. Me too. Always enjoyed talking with you, Thomas. Right. And uh, oh,
1: yeah same here same here yeah
0: i wish you all the best with your search for a new partner uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> but i guess it's too late Thomas. I, it's I, too late right I, the lifespan our life too late we're basically uh, uh, too too old let's if, if time I mean, is l- the yeah.
1: look at me bald beard you know that's that's it and I know for a fact that my partner doesn't listen to this, uh, so I can say whatever. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: yeah, let's see how Sina, uh, <laughs> whatever. <laughs>
1: <laughs> 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 whatever the name of exactly. your partner is. Yeah. Yes, code name Sina, Codename. Code
0: Sina, uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Cina>. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I can say, actually, whatever I want, right? Because, because she hates me anyway. So that's, uh, that works out well.
1: Yeah. That's, yeah, that's an unfortunate truth. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. Let's not get into the
0: detail, right? it's fine. We know each other for years. I mean, um, I maybe hate this also. Yeah,
1: 20 too. years or more. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah exactly. Uh, all of us, what actually. Can you do? All of us, actually, right? Um. Mm-hmm. I think I maybe I knew Sina before you, maybe not. I'm not sure. Right.
1: That that is very possible. That is very possible. It was all one circle, wasn't it? Yeah, it was all With one circle. Exactly. Your your previous girlfriend as well. Exactly. Yeah. They were all together. Yeah. Yeah. Could be I'm not sure. Maybe
0: around the same time, right? I, I guess something like that. Right. Anyway, long time ago, long time ago, right? Yes
1: Uh, nineties (laughs) nineties nineties friends was on tv Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah really long time ago funny yeah you 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 kind of uh, see that you're getting old if my my oldest son now became, got 18. He got 18 years old, right? And this is basically when you realize that you're old,
1: right? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Tell me about it. He's going to turn 20 in a few months. Uh, uh, Can you imagine having a child that's 20?
0: Yeah, it's more or <sighs> less similar, right? So like, like yeah, it is. In it a, is. In a way. Uh, but it's uh, yeah, interesting. Time flies. Time flies. Mm it does yeah.
1: hmm I know that somber note
0: yeah bad time complexity let's say right so to, <laughs> co- <laughs> to close <laughs> it with something which uh, circles back to our original topic let's see. <laughs> Okay, fine. Before we before we get on some, some some serious depression here in this podcast, right? <laughs> let's <laughs> let's just end it by saying, hey, our dear listeners, thank you for listening and uh,
1: goodbye. Thank you so much. Bye.